baby it's your boy nick tanner straight out the cocoon for gaming gone weird episode number 55 man hopefully everybody's doing great do me a favor before we lock in tell somebody you love me because you never know what somebody's going through this is know your news but better off this is gaming gone weird the gaming podcast where we like to talk about everything in all gaming news and to show you guys the weird games that me and my beautiful co-host the big man the pikmin legend we love to meme them we love to crave them not ghost stories loves to talk about and i'm gonna go ahead and kick it off to him ask him how his day's been doing ghost stories what is what is going on man how you how you feeling today oh, we've been good we've been good we're Dude, uh you look better just like <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean got some color now no you just look good bro like it's a compliment man you look no, great yeah. <laughs> thanks man i'm trying to get healthy eat right exercise on the reg get a little bit more sunshine was at the fair this weekend, did get some sunshine, so that's probably healthy. Oh, yeah, uh, probably had a funnel cake with gravy and whatever else on it, like an yeah. ice cream cone with Did get some deep fried, deep fried Oreos, oh, which are pretty fire. Yeah. So fire, so fire, dude. So food, uh, fair food's so good, but you know so you go good. and you just like want to like pump your stomach afterwards. Oh, yeah, you oh, feel terrible God. the next day for sure. It's rough. Uh, it's that's rough why like as a, uh, as a gamer. And this goes for anybody else that's a gamer, man. Y'all got to, like, throw in that workout routine because yeah. I, yeah. Like, I'm like i at the point to where, like, the past few weeks I've been eating like garbage. Oh, I've been feeling like garbage, what been, too. What have you been eating? Uh, what have you been eating? Oh, like, man, today, like, uh, at my job, we had, like, customer appreciation week uh, or, like, employee appreciation week. And, uh, man, the cookout was just slapping. So I grabbed a bunch of burgers, grabbed an extra dog, a little bit more than I could chew off. Had, like, three pops. An I'm extra like, dog. I'm going to get appreciated a little bit little bit more than I could bite uh, on, man. So, like, uh, I rolled home, and I was instantly sweating on the couch. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. That's the, that's the road. That's the burger you get for the ride home. I know um, that. I know that, too. Oh, man, dude, it was rough, man. But what you been, uh, what you been up to gaming-wise, man? Anything, uh, anything new? Yeah, just uh, finished streaming um, about 20 minutes before the show, actually, playing uh, a game we'll be talking about later. Um, so, we'll, I mean, I'll save it for them, but we're going to do a review of that game. And then uh, Sea of Stars, just on the Switch. And, um, yeah, really just those two games this week. I almost played Baldur's Gate 3 this week. And I said, you know what? I need a little pivot just to take a little break, and then I'll get back into it. I think we need to give the people a, uh, a Peter uh... – a Peter and Nick run because uh, me and Mo, um, we've been slacking on our playthrough, and it's a game that I definitely want to get back into and just kind of have more fun with because, like, those Dungeons and Dragons type games, they like let you really experience and do anything that your mind can think of. So, I kind of want to just test out like a little bit of the waters and just make some crazy character that just like seems right to me and just see if I can make it work. Um, like, I've seen people use like they made like a goblin bar that like played melodies that gave your teammates like insane boost right. like if you could like get into the role and you could have fun with it and make that type of character it's pretty dope the, um the rp side of it is 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 really fun if you if you try to stick with it because you can just right. you can make something super basic and like watch a guide pick all the best stuff and just play through but if right. if you like if you try to role play the, the character a little bit it does limit you and like you have to overcome that. So yeah. the main character I have is a is a bard, a dwarf bard, and then all the spells, whatever I picked, is all about like talking and entertainment. So right. if it's not themed around like some kind of speaking, then I don't I, I can't use it. Right. So it's like 
there's one called vicious mockery where you you insult them in the game and then it does damage or like some kind of singing or talk to animals like it's all voice focused and then i can't use anything else so it's like a challenge upon itself to try to go further with it it's fun i, hey, I think yo, it's more fun that way i think it's hey, more yo, fun goblin you're trash yeah that's you're dude. trash yeah. <laughs> ah, ah. yeah yeah and they have insults in the game so if you hit like a high number it'll like the insult will come out of your characters, Matt. Like, it's But that's cool. what makes it's the cool. game fun, man. Like, that's yeah, what yeah, makes yeah. Dungeons and Dragons fun, yeah. bro. Like, everybody, like, everybody wants to be, like, the shirtless, super buff, like, de- dragon slayer. Like, 3,000. So you know what so I'm boring. saying? That's yeah. so whack, bro. Like, I want to be, I want to be the guitar or the fiddle player at the tavern that, like, you know, like, he has potential, but, like, he uses his fiddle to, like, strike the dragon's ears and then like pete comes in and he's the bus boy at the tavern and he smashes the dragon with a plate here on gaming guard where we have imagination that smash hit him with both sponges yeah yeah, yeah. and then be like ah, i'm not even gonna go there never mind <laughs> oh but yeah other than that bro i've been playing a uh, i've been playing sea of stars too sea of stars is uh super so amazing, good so it's, it's so good, good. It's so good. Just a perfect, perfect um, RPG, man. I heard yeah. someone call it a new turn. It was like, uh, I think it's like TRPG, like for turn-based RPG. I guess I never heard that term before. So, aren't most ter- RPGs turn-based? I don't know. But yeah, we'll look it up. Guys- we'll look it up. <laughs> Uh, I want to say thank you guys for all being here, man. Uh, if you guys want to uh, do us a quick favor before we lock into the show, make sure you guys leave a like, comment, sub. All that stuff does help. If you guys are watching live, I want to say hi. And thank you guys for being here. If you guys are watching this after the fact, thank you guys for watching this after the fact. Make sure you guys share with a friend, all that good stuff. But Pete, I would like to bless you with the honors of introducing the chat with the question of the day. What do we got today? Or question of the day. So question of the day I have today is a little... Uh... A little, less, a little less, a little less surface today. level. Uh, the we should have some kind of like trumpets play, like a, like an old medieval trumpet, like and then we'll say it. Um, I'll, talk I'll talk to the boss about it. We'll yeah. get it done. maybe write an email or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, is the gaming industry as a whole in a better spot today or one year ago? Okay, have, so have I, we improved? Have companies saw- improved? Have games improved? Has the community improved? What do you think? Okay, so I saw this question today, and in my head, I feel like you can kind of lean both ways with if the industry has improved or if it hasn't improved. I think that it depends on who we're talking about and who we're comparing with because there are some games out there that have just like, reached a new peak for gaming i think every year when it comes to gaming there's that one game that one game in a lot of different genres and like a bunch of different ways like cozy games there's always a game that will reach a new like peak for like really good in gaming like i feel like this year we got dave the diver that set a peak i think personally but like and then you also have games that are just like Baldur's gate set a peak right so, like, if we're talking about just, like, games in general, I feel like some games really outdid themselves when it came to, like, the industry and stuff, like, this year. Um, but, like, it's also, it's hard to say that it, it could be in a better space because you still have games that just relatively 
may not improve or may get worse over time or just don't really make an effort to do anything. Uh, we've seen it with the EAs. Um, Madden, for example, I don't really think it could overall get better with like its ethics when it comes to like making it more accessible for like people who don't want to spend a million dollars in the game and people that just want to grind. Um, I feel like they made the game play better, but I feel like they're also taking step backs, if it makes sense. Because it's like I'm kind of contradicting myself. I feel like they do things well, but then they like purposely take out the stuff that was really great back in the old times that wouldn't be that hard to add, in my opinion, and just like questioning why they don't add it in. Um, So like I'm just kind of on the edge of like if it truly is better or if it's like where we're at. Because it, it kind of like you got to kind of narrow and niche it down to like, what do you mean? Why is a better and what of like what? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, wanted to leave it open ended, you know, like however you define better. Um, I think that for me, like creator streamer drama has gotten worse. Um, that that element, you know, it's not like I follow a lot of that, but it's just kind of avoidable on social sometimes. Um, I think that that has gotten like worse. Um, I think the complaints about competitive games have gotten a lot yeah. worse. So as the seasons go on, like Apex yeah. especially, um, you know, that part. But as far as like good games that have come out to play, I, th- I think we're in a pretty good spot right now. Yeah, I think that's gone in a really good direction. Uh, a lot of games don't have um, like I feel like I'm not being thrust into this forced uh, online store uh, for a lot of for a lot of the games. And maybe that's mm-hmm. just because I'm like moved away from those types of games. So as far true. as that goes, I feel like it's pretty good. I, like you said, I think a lot of content has set like a new standard in the Baldur's yes. Gate, the Baldur's Gate team going. We'll never have an in-game store. Don't worry. Like we got yeah. your back. I think that's awesome. Um I think all of those companies that we've talked about complaining about that uh, that platform that's going to charge if you sell 200 co- 200,000 copies are going to start charging for installs. Um, you know, I, I I like to see all those um, studios and developers pushing back on that. I mean, there's never been more free games than right now, so I don't know, man. Like to come in as a gamer, if you started playing games tomorrow for the first time, it would be so overwhelming. As far as like choice, it'd be, it, it, it'd, be it'd be crazy. It's been so better for gaming wise because we brought this up before, man. We're we're just coming um, off a two or three really dry years due to uh, COVID. Um, yeah. COVID kind of set a lot of things back, uh, but now with everything kind of like getting back a little bit more to normal, like we're starting to get more games coming out on time. Like yeah, sometimes stuff gets delayed here and there, but it's also to the fact that it's like we're not having like major delays or it's not getting pushed back like two years or they're not having restraints of how many people could be in the office. So amongst that line, I think it does get better because now we're just getting the games. Um, uh, Hopefully I, I do want to say though, is like, it does make me a little bit nervous though, because I think this year was really great, but I think that's maybe because a lot of games that were pushed back or that were expected to come out were pushed back due to COVID. So like maybe we got a little bit spoiled this year because I don't know how 2024 is going to be able to top the year that we had today with games or this year with games. Right. Because 2024 was freaking stacked. And this month and next month alone is going to be even crazier. Yeah. I think it's going to end on a high note. Um, 
I agree. I agree on that one. It's it's me, been second half of the year has been awesome. So let me know what you guys think down in the comments below. If you guys are watching this live or after the fact, I'm kind of curious what you guys think because uh, I feel like you could play both ways when it comes to the gaming industry and like what's great and like what can improve. Uh, so that's down below. Um, I'm going to go ahead and kick you guys off with the games that are coming out this week. There are a few titles that do look really well. Um, Billikens Foley comes out for the PS5 and PS4. That came out October 2nd. Uh, Scorn is finally making it to the PS5. That came out October 3rd. Uh, Silent Hope is coming out for the Switch and PC. Blossom Tales 2 is coming out for the Xbox Series X and S. Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. I know Pete is just like overwhelmed with joy to play an <laughs> Assassin's Creed game. Okay, okay, you can clap all you want, but I was making for the Assassin's Creed game that have an hour, like, an hour worth of gameplay. This one only has around, like, 25, so yeah. You know what? Assassin's Creed Mirage, ladies and gentlemen. PS5, Xbox Series X and S and for the PS4. Um, not for the Xbox One, which is very weird. Um, My Little Universe is coming out for the Switch and PC. The Dark Pictures Anthology Little Hope is coming out for the Switch. Borderlands 3 is making its way to the Switch October 6th. Detective Pikachu Returns is going to be coming to the Switch October 6th. And then for you hockey fans, NHL 24 is coming we gotta, out. We've got to try a hockey game. we got to try one. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't Are they mind cool? It. Are they good? I to get on the ice. I heard... Okay, so, like, there are things that can make a hockey game very well uh, because I think they have, like, a three-on-three mode where, like, you it's you, us three against another three and then they're that'd on be cool. the ice. Someone's the goalie. I think that'd be super fun. That'd be cool. They probably have an ultimate team, which could be pretty cool. Like, I just want to throw down on the ice. Like, I, right? That seems kind of cool. Am I the only one that, like, gets in a hockey game? That My first instinct is, like, yeah. We're throwing right, down. Right, down every time. I want to score every right freaking time. I'm like, yeah, put them up. Yeah, Let's put them up. So, anything you thinking about getting on that list? Out of curiosity, I was thinking about Assassin's Creed. Looks okay, and then uh, Detective Pikachu, obviously, because I'm a big Pokemon. I mean, fan. Scorn obviously jumps to the top of my list. Uh, I'm a little confused of why Borderlands needs to be on the Switch. I mean, we can dive back into this topic again. Um. I I just I don't know what Bilkin's Folly is either. I'm just ready for that Lord of the Rings cozy game. I'm That's ready for soon, it. soon, right? That's like next month? Uh I don't know. I don't actually know what it's called. I'm looking to see how this uh Borderlands 3 is looking on the um the Switch, but I haven't heard nothing about it yet, so you'll probably get that on a further show. But I'm kinda curious to see how this Borderlands 3 is gonna look on the Switch as well. Tales of the Shire is what it's called. Interesting. I'm done. Fighting Dude. isn't good in the EA NHL games. Well, it's got to be okay, right? I mean, it can't be that bad. I got some people excited for NHL in here. Uh, bro, Borderlands doesn't need to be on the Switch at all. I feel like it wouldn't run that bad on the Switch. I don't know. Me personally, so? it's a cartoony game. I feel like as long as it can hit, well, the, FB, the FPS is going to be off, so it's probably only going to run at 30 FPS for a first-person shooter. Kind of makes you guess of how you're going to feel about it. Mm. But it comes back to like Borderlands 3 is probably it's an old it's an older game, not old. I don't want to say old because it's not like super old, but it's an older game. Um I don't know why they decided to like say like, like let's do it now, but hey man, that's why I just talk about the games. Uh, that's my that's my pay wage, bro. Mm-hmm. I just talk mm-hmm. about them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tales of the Shire is 2024. Tales of the Shire 2024. I'll be ready. Yep. I'll be ready for play Lord of the Rings cozy game. Yeah. We never really talk about, like, I feel like we could kind of talk about 
on this show because they tar- uh, they started showing the Star Wars uh, that uh, uh, Ashoka uh, show that I kind of want to watch. Talk I've seen the f- nerd. Talk seen the first nerd stuff on here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Cool, like a little nerd stuff. Like, hey, kick it to the the Star Wars show. I wouldn't be mad. Let me know what you guys think, man. Would you guys want us to talk about some nerd shows? Like, okay, when I said nerd shows, maybe that's not like the best way to put it, but you guys know, like, you know, the Star Wars is the Lord of the Rings. Like, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, I could run it up on some Sonic the Hedgehog. You guys, you guys. Yeah, want that's it. a wrap. That's a yeah. We could do that. You guys want it? Ahsoka, um, Ahsoka, so uh, saw the first episode. Um, uh, it, you know, it's the first episode, so the bad guys are cool. When the villains are cool, you got a that, you got a shot. I, when the villains are cool, you got a shot. That is true, man. I like it because you got to battle them all the time. So I like but, to yeah. see that. Yeah, if the villains are cool, yeah, I want to feel in danger for the characters. If the, mm-hmm. if if the villains are bad, then like I just don't feel, I just don't think it's ever it's ever as good. Very true. Very true. Um, getting into our first topic of the day, guys. Uh, for anybody who is a big PS Five fan or a big Sony fan, um, I want to give a big uh, F in the chat for you guys. It is a sad day that uh, Jim Ryan is going to be retiring after twenty eight years of being with Sony. Um, Pete, how do you feel about the uh, the news about hearing about Jim Ryan stepping down? I know you don't really have a PS Five or like really understand or know. I guess those are really two dumb words I didn't want to say. Um, I feel like um, seeing the success of the PS5 and all the games that it's coming out with and the success of while he's been there, um, how do you think this is uh, – do you think this is, like, a bad thing? Like, do you think, like, in the future we might not get a system as good as the PS5 now? Because I think the PS5 was top-notch. I feel like the PS5 – was a pretty much a peak system for Sony. I think the PS4 was also very good, but I haven't had an experience with my PS5, and I've had it for about a year or two now. And all the games look very good. They run really, really good. Uh, the games that released for it, you got to think about the Ratchet and Clank. You're about to get Spider-Man 2 here in about three Dude, weeks. that Ratchet and Clank game, I, I still like shocked mm-hmm. how good that looks when I was watching you got the horizon the horizon games that have been on there so it's released a lot of very good games like how do you how how do you feel about the news when you saw it let's start off with that i i didn't realize one that he'd been there for so long uh two i think a changing of the guard is is always exciting just to be connected Mm -hmm. to the industry some people are gonna love it some people are gonna hate it i to be honest i haven't seen a whole lot of negative uh, negative juice about him, or like, right. thank goodness he's gone. They wouldn't have kept him for for almost thirty, you know, almost three decades, uh, unless he wasn't doing a good job. No. I I think a changing of the guard is is always interesting and, and fascinating. Um, you know, internally, again, people are gonna, some people are gonna love it, some people are gonna hate it. But the first thing that happens when you hire someone into a significant role, like whatever they're gonna, whatever person they fill. Uh, what they do is they clean house, hire whole new teams, and then do something completely different from what they mm. used to be doing. So I think we can expect that. Um, right. Whatever that looks like, I don't know yet, but whatever they were doing, whatever processes they had in place, I would expect a lot of those to change and, and directions and resources going to, to different projects. So it was, uh, it was stated by CNN News that uh... – Ryan pretty much cited that there was difficulties in striking the right balance between his home in UK and his job in the US as factor in his decision to retire. Probably commuting to both uh, probably felt like a lot. 
Um, Hiroki Totoki uh, will be taking over for the time being uh, until someone actually fills that spot. Um, he is one of the presidents of the company as well. Um, he is aware that they're probably going to look for somebody that is more suitable for the job. So depending on who they think is right for that. Uh, but as of right now, he's filling in. But as of you said, I wonder if that's going to change the formation of how Sony's going to do things. Do you think they might take a different approach when it comes to when their games are going to release? Do you think it might come to an approach of like, uh, because when Phil Spencer came in, um, Xbox kind of changed their formation of things. And I think we could all agree on that because Xbox went that uh, subscription-based service. Uh, we're going to give you guys the Game Pass where you guys could have a million games to play. All you got to do is pay a monthly subscription. Um, I'm just kind of curious to think, like, what do you think that, uh, like, out of out of everything that they could do, like, I just I'm just afraid that stuff will change up because I feel like it's nothing has been broken for PlayStation for a long time. So now that he leaves, it opens up the door for a lot of new things and a lot of different eyeballs. As you said, you're going to have a lot of different, a lot of different heads in the building, a lot of different brains, a lot of different ideas. Um, but I don't know, man, it's just, it's, yeah. it's crazy to see, man. I mean, salute to him. Salute to him. I mean, he's kind of, he said like, okay, I'm kind of done. I'm kind of walking away, but um, I, I, I just think like, like you said, nobody really complained about him. I don't think there's anything to complain about because I mean, I think he did a great job with the PS five. Uh, the, the PS five era has just been like magnificent. And I think like overall, it's just been a great system. So I don't think he's done anything overwhelmingly wrong since he's been in charge. Right. And if he did, we'll never know, you know, like, it's just like whatever they want to share with the public. Uh, like you said, when someone is his position leaves, um, another thing that's going to happen is there's going to be a lot of ideas and projects that have been denied or said no to. And now that he's gone, that's all going to come back, like flooding back. And like people are going to try to take advantage because there's no, there's no one at the top to say no. So the, whoever the stand-in president or, or whatever the official title of the position is, um, they're either just going to be like, yeah, do whatever you guys were doing and we'll just launch a bunch of new stuff. Or they'll just mm-hmm. put everything on hold and like just keep the ship steady until someone new comes in. But right. when someone like this leaves, like there's a, there's a gold rush of people trying to get their stuff passed. Yeah. You know? yeah. Cause as of right now, like uh, I didn't really announce it in the, um, the other show, but uh, it's been a while that the, uh, the Dottie dog team, they've been actually laying off a lot of people too. So you're kind of getting into a tough area. You're going to be in charge. Layoffs are happening. They're already canceling a few Naughty Dog games and kind of postponing stuff. So definitely a rough time, like, in the industry to kind of, like, get the ball rolling. Like, you're kind of already set back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kinda, agree. I kind of like Tim's idea. Like, you know, having that Air Bud situation, kind of having a dog take over as CEO, you know? <laughs> having, like... Like maybe like Louie or Pretty or like one of those dogs, they could they could take over the company. You feel? AI hey, dog. Put him, put him in person. Bro, kind of like changing to football, bro, for a second. But remember when uh, Bill Belichick had his dog like drafting for him? You don't remember that? Like when no. everyone was drafting. Was you don't remember that? Like every, all the dra- all the coaches were drafting at home, and Bill Belichick's dog was like every time they pan- like went to go pan the camera on him it? when he was at home, and his dog was just sitting in his chair. Every time, so it looked like the dog was making the pick. You don't remember that? You'd have to watch. Was that, that during COVID? Yeah, you have to watch that, dude. It was the it was the uh, draft where Justin Jefferson got drafted. So whatever that one is, that draft is hilarious. 
Yeah, imagine uh, Rager going before Justin Jefferson. Anyway, that's getting football, uh, back but. to games. <laughs> Ooh, that even, one hurt him. <laughs> even gamers know that hurts. Common knowledge. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's a it's a big deal. Uh, when CNN's reporting on on gaming related stuff, it's a big deal. Big I mean, deal. they'll call themselves technology technology company. It's business, though. At the end of the day, it is business. He is in charge of a. And it affects a lot of money. And it affects a lot of money. It does. Let me know what you guys think, man, in the comments down below. Uh, Getting into topic number two. What if I told you guys that a rare Nintendo 64 controller is selling right now for a thousand bucks at an auction? Would you think I'm crazy? A thousand freaking bones. Uh, guys, if you look at this picture right now, uh, one of these controllers is sell- selling for a thousand bucks at an auction. It happens to be the Chrome Leopard Nintendo 64 controller that has only had 200 that were made and believed to have ever been made. It was part of a limited series of controllers released solely in the UK. Now a Nintendo fan who received the controller for their 14th birthday, 25 years is looking to sell it at a price guide list estimates it could sell for over twelve hundred. <sighs> sit on it. Sit on it. Sit on it. Sit on it. You think it'd for be more sure. expensive? You just wait on it. I think so. Look right? at this. Okay, so I saw this and I thought this collection was just absolutely beautiful. So I I'm more of a personal that one in the middle. I looked up the name of that. That one's like uh, I think it's like Red Rain or something like that. It dude, is called these, Red these, Rain, yep. Dude, these controllers are so freaking sweet. These are COD skins. That's what these look like. Oh my, dude, I've never seen... A thousand headshots con- you get the from. I've never <laughs> seen controllers look this good on the 64 ever. No. Like, this is... Wow. Like, I'm just kind of in shock. Uh, like, you have, kind of have the caution tape one over here. That purple one's pretty, uh, pretty awesome, too. A thousand bones? Oh my, I don't know. Would you ever buy a controller for a thousand bones? No. There's no way. I even as a collector, I wouldn't like, buy a controller for a hundred bones. <laughs> Two hundred in the world, though. Uh, like that much for a controller is like kind of how we're, you know what you could do for twelve hundred bucks. You could buy maybe a hundred twenty Xbox Elite controllers. You could you almost pay to... rent. You could Dang. almost pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> do I pay rent? Chrome Leopard controller. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man! You're like, what do you want for your birthday, man? Uh, you know the the chrome leopard, the chrome leopard, the chrome leopard. <laughs> <laughs> the chrome leopard. <laughs> I like that the parent knows what it is. The chrome leopard. <laughs> yeah, dad's dad's writing his list like he's like just doing the bills. He's like, did you say the chrome leopard? <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about the chrome leopard? Glasses off. <laughs> it looks cool though like oh the this, that first of all that collection is nice from that oh, this guy. was on reddit i should have got the uh the user's name but um i would love to have a collection like that but video games are just way too much money even the older ones like you just got to go garage sale hunting at that point to find that many games and to kind of like get into like off topic here do you even have time to play all those games? That is a lot of freaking games. That just has to be for looks, right? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Unless your unless your job is to do that full time. I no. I don't know. You never no. you never seen the dude on TikTok. I'm asking. I'm just asking. Like, 
of these cra- these random questions. Do you never see the dude on TikTok? I always see him live. Like he's just running around his house and people will comment movies. He's like, yeah. He- he's like, he's like, Airbud Spooky right here, and he just has like every single movie. He's like, yep. He's like, when the world ends, right here. He's like, yep. X Men Steelbook. Spider-Man 1, 2, 3. Is it all all DVDs? Yeah, and he's just running around. He's like, let me know what DVDs you want to see. He has everything, dude. They're just... That's so cool, though. That's so sick, though. He's like, yeah, remember the Titans? Remember the Titans? the best movies. They're like, do you have Gladiator? He's like, yeah. Do I have Gladiator? Yeah, I have Gladiator. (laughs) Like, noob questions. Like, do I have Gladiator? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, man. I just... uh, The Chrome Leopard, man. Let me know what you guys think, man. Is there any controller in the world that you would pay 1200 bucks on? Or would you just, you know, pay rent? Or maybe buy games for the next five years? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of that controller. If I had that controller, it'd be in a box. That's all I'm saying. Because then your boy is going to come over with Cheeto fingers. He's going to be touching out the Chrome guaranteed, Leopard. Guaranteed. Oh, sick, dude. And just smash all the buttons. You're like... No, I wasn't Right, loses use. in Mario Party, throws it at the wall. Like, dude, that's my... A chrome leopard. He just got done. You know, you ordered a pizza, boneless wings. You know, he's the boneless wing guy. Like, hey, order the wings. <laughs> and then he got the he got the honey barbecue on his fingers. Controller's all sticky now. It would be honey room. barbecue. That's the sauce <laughs> of the boneless wing guy. Honey barbecue. Okay. Man. Okay, pal. To 87 kinda, sauces. You got the barbecue. All right. To kind of keep it into the uh, the wing the Wayne category, man. We got another weird news story for you. So, um, if you guys didn't know, uh, Tears of the Kingdom actually had a uh, a little challenge, um, and uh, the person that the company that hosted this challenge would uh, kind of like blow your guys' mind because it blew my mind when I read this story. So, uh, it was KFC. KFC actually held a challenge for uh, Tears of the Kingdom, and. Um, the award was this here trophy, the golden wing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. And they also won $11,000 for winning this challenge. So you're probably asking, right? What kind of challenge would KFC run for Tears of the Kingdom? So let me explain it to you guys because I thought this story was super cool. Uh, basically, the whole point of the challenge and the award was... The fact that um, you had to be... It was a speed run to see who can make a chicken wing in the game first. Like, as fast as possible. Um, And there was, like, little guidelines to the rules. But basically, you had to find 11 herbs and spices and one raw bird drumstick and then cook it in a pot. And this challenge was inspired by KFC's original recipe chicken. Would this be a challenge you want to participate in? Out of curiosity. Uh, one, yeah. Two, great, <laughs> great marketing. This Beautiful. is a great market. This is Beautiful this is a marketing. great marketing mm-hmm. uh, marketing plan. KFC does have a gaming. Uh, they have like KFC gaming. They have socials and stuff mm-hmm. uh, that support that. So I think that's. I think this is an excellent marketing scheme. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing but good things to say. They can clearly support the eleven thousand dollar purse. Uh, you know, however many, you know, branches of KFC that they have in the world. Uh, yeah, this is great. I would love to see more fast food. I'm surprised Wendy's hasn't done something like this earlier. Oh, that's um, awesome. Like, a, uh, like an overcooked or like, a, like, you know, like one of those, oh, Dave, the diver, like a sushi yep. bar. Yeah. Like <laughs> Captain D's seafood down here. 
Yeah, something, <laughs> something like that. Man. Long John Silvers. It, I thought it was so funny. And the fact that this person completed the speed run in an hour and seven minutes. He had 11 herbs and spices. He was able to make the chicken wing. Just straight KFC finger licking again. <laughs> the masculine. Oh, my Lord. It's, it's a great idea. It's a great it's, idea. It's so awesome. I really wanted to win the award myself. Me personally. Mm-hmm. I think I could have won that award. But they held it worldwide. And the winner was actually from French, and his name was uh, – I'm sorry if I mispronounce this. It's K-E-U-S-S, so I'm going to say Cuss, maybe. I don't know. Must they managed to put together a succulent deep-fried drumstick in only one hour and seven minutes. It might not qualify as, in quote, fast food. By that point – Pretty impressive for us. Tears of the Kingdom speed run. Because but you got to start from beginning and scratch, and you got to find a way to, like, get all the stuff. So, yeah, it's cool. So, wait, so it's not something they put in the game, right? It's just it was already in the yeah. game? It was it was in the game that you – it was already – this was the first <clears throat> game that you could make a drumstick. Okay. And I wonder – okay. So, maybe they had different ways to make it. And you just had to use 11 different ingredients or something? Yeah, you had, you had to find 11 different herbs and spices to throw in there and then still be able to make the wing. So you need 11 herbs and spices, and then you needed to cook the bird That's to cool. make the drumstick. That's really cool. What a great idea. That is such a great idea. I, I think the prize pool was very cool, too. Forget the 11K prize, KFC. Give me a chrome leopard controller. Give me the chrome leopard. Give me that chrome leopard. Yeah, that's a cool marketing. I want to see more of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Let's know what you guys think about the uh, the recipe run. Uh, getting into the next topic, guys. This was a game that me and Pete were uh, kind of hinting to you guys a little bit earlier into the show. Uh, we both played a new game this weekend, and I ended up beating the game. Pete's on his way to beating it, but it was a game that came out on Game Pass on last Friday, and the game is called Cocoon. Cocoon is is a adventure game it is also a puzzler game uh where basically you take control of this butterfly and you use orbs to teleport your way into different lands and different places solve puzzles defeat boss and defeat bosses and uh kind of figure out the world that you're in um this game was very fun to play um if you guys are very big on type like story type games this might not be the game particularly for you because of the mere fact that like nobody in the game talks the main protagonist doesn't talk bosses don't talk like there's no speech bubbles there's nothing uh, there's no intro no. you hit start and you just start there's no tool tips, there's no hints game. very simple to the point to where the controllers are so when i say the controls are simple it's more of just like a is your action button you move with your other con- uh you move with your analog um and that's about it there you don't jump you don't it's just interact it's interactions but um pete how do you feel about uh cocoon and your experience with it uh, i think the game is beautiful uh the sound uh the ambient noise because there's no dialogue there's no there are characters but there's no um like there's no it's just you so you do feel very alone while you're playing um, because everything in the world is just part of the world. Again, there's no explanation. Um, there's no, I mean, you just, you start and you go. So if you're going to make a game like that, you really have to make the environments cool. You have to make the artwork uh, really, really nice. I thought the audio design was really, really cool. So everything you touch or interact with or, or walk over or jump through or anything that interacts with you, like wildlife, they all make noises. 
it all sounds very alien. Uh, you can see like the world looks pretty alien uh, when you're doing it. The puzzles are, I wouldn't call them overly difficult. I would almost call them just like very simple and, and concise. Um, it's, it's more like, oh, duh, of course. Like, why didn't I think of that? Or, of course, I press that button instead of this button in this order, you know. Um, so all those parts are really cool. All the environments are, are really, really, really nice. Um, I also, like, I never felt like the game was allowing me to get lost. So it does have several options and pathways you can go. But it a lot of it's misdirections. So in that way, it's linear. But it doesn't feel linear, if that makes sense. It's not just like, here's a path. You stay on it and you do this task. It's, I mean, the world's big, right? Like the world feels big, even though you're small. Um, or despite being small, it feels pretty big because you're zipping from world to world. And each orb that you're carrying is its own world. So you have to, like, as you go on, the puzzle solving gets more difficult. And then you're, you have to, like, bring orbs you have to bring the orbs, which are the worlds, into other worlds, and you have to use like their specific powers to do stuff in different orbs. It's like it's constantly changing between worlds. It's cool. I've never played a game like it. It's really, really well made. I've had zero issues, like zero frame drops. Um, like I said, the sound design is my favorite part. I think the sound is really cool. All the music. Um, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. It's twenty bucks. Do I think it's a $20 game? Yeah, you could probably get away with it for selling it for 20 bucks right now. If you're going to buy it, I would, I mean, I'd wait until it was like 10 or 15 um, just because I'm not the biggest fan of puzzle games. But if you have Game Pass, for sure, pick it up. I'm um, I'm going to ask the chat to uh, politely calm down with the allegations of Nick was able to beat a puzzle game or great review, Peter. 10 out of 10. No <laughs> notes. Perfect review. And done in such a timely fashion. Listen, all right. After he was done, I was going to go ahead, but I want my man Pete to have the floor. Uh-huh. On a scale from one to 10, Pete, how'd you feel about the game? One to 10. Uh, I would give this, I would give this game a, for what it is, I would give it a, a nine. Respectable. Respectable. For what it, it is. Has, for what it is. That was a good um, I did really like how you said about the worlds because I was going to kind of get into that too. Like um, the way that it, everything seems super big and there's a lot of places to go, but the, in reality, there really isn't. The worlds and the areas are kind of contain you until you get certain orbs and be able to use certain abilities in the game. So each orb in the game that you get, it gives you a certain um, ability in the game that you could use. So the orange orb will basically let you be able to go across unseen pathways. The green orb will let you go up and down these little, like, water tower things. The purple orb will let you... Uh, I'm pretty sure that one lets you generate an orb whenever you see, like, those purple plants. Yeah, so, yeah, the, the purple ones, like, each plant is another orb, and when you pick it up, it disappears from its previous location. Yes. Um, yeah. So you're able to just grab it all the time. But uh, the way the orbs work is you can kind of like, you need certain orbs to progress in little areas in the game. So you'll start off in the orange world. 
And basically, like, I'm kind of going around doing all the puzzle stuff he needs to do, and then eventually you'll find the green orb. But then you'll go into the green orb, and you'll need that orange orb in the green orb. And then, like, it's it, it kind of sounds all confusing, but you need to, like, use orbs to progress in the areas in the game. But it was kind of cool that it kind of hinted you on where to kind of go back at certain times where it was like, okay, I did everything I needed to do in the green in the green orb. But now I need to go back to the orange orb because there might be something here that I need. And you need to, like, always make sure that you have the orbs on you. The orbs are, like, the main part of, like, the transportation in that game. And also, I do want to say that um, the game, the quality of it, uh, the beautiful stuff that I showed you, it really looks that good on uh, when you're looking at it. It looks really good. So for an indie game, I didn't experience any frame drops. I didn't experience like any like bugs. Um, get it like a bug, like a because it's a butterfly. Uh, but it didn't have any bugs. It didn't have any problems with the game from uh, my end. Um, so I could always appreciate that from where it's at. Um, I showed you guys a little bit of footage uh, when Peter was talking, but uh, there's actually boss fights in the game that are very cool. But the boss fights in this game, uh, one of the problems that I did have, and it's not like a problem like oh I hated this, but you cannot get hit by the boss. And if you get hit by the boss, then it's basically you have to start over and do the boss run it's a one all hit. over again. Yeah. It's like, so you, you just cannot get hit whatsoever. Um, but overall, this game, people are clocking it in at like a four-hour game. It took me about seven just for the fact that uh, puzzle games are tough. And I think it is a tougher puzzle game because you kind of just gotta like, you got to like, you got to kind of, think a little bit there was times where i sat there at a puzzle and i was like what do i do and then you're just kind of thinking and then you're just testing out a bunch of stuff and you're like oh that's how so I simple it's it. always so simple it, it's it's like it's simple when you realize you're like uh yeah, yeah. because like there's times where you just sit there and you're like oh my god that it was that easy but right. for a game just for the fact that it was just straight up puzzling and it had no dialogue whatsoever. I thought it was cool. I really didn't care to have a story in this type of game because all I just wanted to do was puzzle anyway. Uh, but I can understand how a game will just kind of turn you off for the fact that where it's just like you're kind of just roaming around. Nobody's talking. You don't really have a purpose, it feels like. You kind of understand what I'm saying. Like, you're, the purpose, you have to make the purpose about being able to get to the end of the game. That's kind of what I figured the purpose was. Because it doesn't explain to you why why are you collecting these orbs? What are these orbs for? Like, what is the point of releasing these artifacts and stuff like that? Um, like, what is the end goal for you? It doesn't tell you. You're just kind of like, as the player, you're just like, I'm just going to beat the game. So you got to kind of have a commitment to do that. Yeah, yeah. There's no does story that make, development. Does that make sense or yeah. like not really? Yeah, yeah, you gotta want to finish it because there's yeah. no, there's no like, there's no internal like we gotta save X person, we gotta, um, we gotta protect X person or X thing, we gotta like free, you know, whatever this thing is or this person. Is. There's no external or internal objectives. It's just like you start, and then you just you gotta want to finish it. And I think, I think since that that's happening they had to go they're like okay if we're if we're not going to give players any any real direction or explanation the visuals and the audio has got to be kick-ass 
basically. Mm. Like, it's got to be really, really, and you, really and you, were, you were on par with it, bro. Like, it was a game where, okay, so there's no dialogue. There's no text bubbles. There's no nothing. But the way that it, it, it had sound when you swapped out the orbs, it had the sounds of you tapping through different areas. And they switched up if you were walking on dirt, if you were walking on metal, if you were... I can appreciate that for an aspect because you have to like listening to those ambient sounds and kind of be like, yo, that's actually really cool because that's, that's the only, that's the only thing that yeah. you see the robots clicking around and everything yeah. else. Like it, it's a, it, it, for what the game was for it to be on Xbox game pass. And we always say this and we always kind of like tell you guys, if it's on the Xbox game pass, it's worth a try. This game didn't cost anything out of our pockets just whatever we pay for the monthly subscription and it was great for what it was it really was i really like this game i think it could be up for like an indie game of the year would that it be should, too far up a stretch i think it'd be up for an indie game of it the should year. be discussed yeah i think it, it should be on the table i don't i doubt that it'll win um i don't think it could typically win i feel like you need voice actors to win stuff um it'll but it's like again as like a uh a milestone or a, or a peak of like, hey, you don't need a billion dollars to make something that's quality. The game is quality. It's well made. You can feel that it's well made. It's not buggy. I'm not clipping through walls. Like, it's really well made for what it is. It's an example of like, hey, this is the you, you should have a standard when you're making a game. Um, and we had a standard and we we stuck to it and it and it turned out to work. I might have enjoyed this game more than Starfield. All right. True comment. Pin it. Pin someone tweets. Someone tweet it. See what happens. At <laughs> Phil Spencer, cocoon over Starfield. He'd probably be like, "That's fair." He's like, "Honestly, <laughs> finished it last night. Pretty good game. Pretty cocoon good is game. actually a very good game. I yeah. respect the opinion. Should have made our opinion. planets like that. <laughs> These planets are way better than ours. They actually yeah. have stuff going on." There's do stuff they, to do. Do they have resources? Can you scan? No. Can you scan for helium or carbon monoxide? H2O. I don't think so. Yeah, but yeah, I thought it was great, man. I, what's what's the loop capacity on that uh on that butterfly? Is it as big as Starfields? I can't even <laughs> loot with that guy. Where's the spaceship? How do you even get there? Why do you sound like Frank Caliento right now? <laughs> or John Gruden, dude. That's so funny. It's getting late in the night, bro. I'm yeah. sorry. Here's a guy. Here's a guy who could pick now, up one orb. Guy. Yeah. That was a heck of a throw by Patrick Mahomes. Wow. <laughs> heck of a player we got up here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> getting into our last topic of the day, guys. Nintendo's saying that it's going to still work on Switch games for 2025. Pete, how does that make you feel? Because you just got your Switch yesterday. Go. Honestly, pretty, pretty upset, <laughs> dude. Pretty upset, dude. 2025's a long time, bro. That's two years. Uh, Nintendo since you got your Switch you... yesterday. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo is giving you two years to say that, the, that they're going to be putting games out for the Switch, though, instead of just the Switch 2, so... Uh, yeah, I'll keep my Switch for a long, long time. I think there's still tons of stuff to do for it. I mean, I'll keep it as long as the online service is offered. So, I don't even use the online service, but I just figure that's when that stuff dies. Uh, no, it'll be cool. I don't. 
it's just so like early still. So who knows what to expect? Who knows what changes? Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine with any console, most of the good stuff will still be backwards compatible for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and until like a game I must play comes out for the second one, probably won't, probably won't buy it. No, I, I think this is smart for them because they just had that really big um, direct too. And I feel like they should just keep on riding the momentum of like, you have tears of the kingdom in your back pocket. You have, um, what else do they have? They got the Mario wonder game that's coming out. They got the Mario RPG. They have plenty of games for the switch. They could just kind of ride this wave off of. I don't think they really have to rush into the switch too, by any means necessary. Uh, so for that fact, yeah. I think I think I think they're doing fine. I think I can kind of understand it because uh, we got to think about like the Xbox One when the next gen came out. They still produced games for the current. We call it current gen, but it wasn't the current gen. Um, so I mean, if they do that and like the, let's say the Switch Two does end up coming out and they still put out that same game for the Switch, hopefully, if that's the case that they want to do, all I ask is like make sure that the Switch can run them. Because if you can't, then you're just gonna have really upset people like Pete, who's like, I can't, I gotta prove him wrong. I'm not gonna buy that Switch too. Not until Red thing. Dead Two runs perfect on the Switch. I'm not. Gonna I just buy got it. this Switch yesterday. <laughs> so true. Too. I'm always a late adopter on this stuff. Outside of the uh, Xbox One, I was like, I don't touch true, stuff. True story, y'all. Pete texted me the other day. He's like, Is it worth to get an Xbox? I'm like, Bro, you're like <laughs> five, six years late. He's gonna buy the Xbox and they're gonna come I out did with text, like, I did text you that. That's true. And That's they're true. gonna come out with like the newest console and you're gonna be like, man, what? <laughs> I just got this yesterday. I feel like I just like they get ready for Starfield DLC. It's coming to the Xbox Series X two, baby. And you're like Fine. Oh. <laughs> uh yeah, I'm excited. And uh when Nintendo puts out Pikmin uh Pikmin five. The Nintendo Switch 2, you're like, oh, I gotta buy it now. Yeah, that, that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen for sure. That's, that's next year, too. It's next year, too. Is that what it's coming guys... out? 100%? No, uh, the Switch 2 is aiming around for 2025. I think it's 2024, 2025. Okay. Can I port my Switch games over to the Switch 2? No. I mean, I think if you have, no? them, digi- if you have them digitally, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just report no. the news. I just report the news. I just report the news. You coming at me like I work for them. Like, what do you mean? Like, no. I thought you were plugged in. Uh, I hope I hope you They're going to be working on the Switch until the ending of March 31st, 2025. All right? That's all I know. All right? I don't know what that means for you. All right? They better be able be, to take it over. We they're giving you a timeline. Till t- March 31st, 2025. So you better have enough money by then to buy your Nintendo Switch 2. That's all I'm saying for you, man. That's all I'm saying for you. Fine. If we get more Mortal Kombat on the Switch, I'm in. That's what we need. Mortal Kombat 2, baby. Don't worry. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Don't I'll worry. be okay with the Switch until 2027. That's one decade for a system that's decent. I feel like most systems have like a six to seven year span anyways. So, yeah. They made it six, seven years. I'm okay with that. I just feel bad for Pete. I made it about a year. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer. And they're already talking about the Switch, too. You know, he's looking up articles for the show, and he's like, oh, man, really? He's like, <laughs> what? He's like, what? 
He's like, IGN, got a, got IGN is just posting fake news. They're posting fake news. And I paid full price. Retail like a sucker. Guys, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Gaming Gone Weird. This has been episode number four, 55. Thank you guys again for all the love and support. I almost said 45. It's getting hot in here, man. I don't know what you said, but it wasn't PG. <laughs> I said episode number 55. Thank you guys so much, man. Uh, if you guys made it this far in the video, uh, comment. Um, switch 2025 to irritate Pete. Uh, Pete, tell the people where to find you and what you're working on. Uh, ghost stories gaming on everything uh, and not ghost stories on Twitter. Um, we'll be continuing our let's play for cocoon. I should have it done by tomorrow. I mean, it's less than 20% left in the game. So should be done with that by tomorrow. And then we'll either start a new game for next week or continue our Baldur's gate. Let's plays. And other than that, short form stuff on TikTok and, uh, and YouTube shorts. It's awesome, man. Hey, thank you again for showing up, man. I appreciate you guys. Guys, this has been Nick Tanner, man. Um, nothing really new for me, guys. I've just been um, doing the game reviews and stuff. I'm a game critique, so on my channel, we talk about everything game review-wise. Uh, we just got done with a review for Cocoon, uh, so if you want to watch my in-depth review, make sure you guys watch that at You Love Nick Tanner. Other than that, Gaming Going Weird goes live at 8 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday, so make sure you guys sub so you guys never miss another show. Also, I encourage you guys to listen to the other Know Your News shows. We have the Out of Bounds podcast. It's been talking a lot about the the Swifties, the Swifties and uh, Travis Kelsey. And then um, we also have the uh, Get the Flick Out of Here show. All right. They're really great. And then the Ludacris Report. Um, but thank you guys for rocking with us for another show. Be safe. Tell someone you love them. I'll catch you guys next week for more Weird Gaming. We're out. If you want to see all our videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, click the subscribe button below. Otherwise, we'll start posting spoilers about your favorite new movies.